In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. This is the second sermon in this series of homilies on the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Theotokos, the Mother of God. These homilies are based on a book entitled The Life of the Virgin Mary, the Theotokos, very large book. Last week I just basically gave an overview of the book, and today I want to talk to you about the sources of this information. Of course, we have in the Holy Gospel the most important details that Mary was chosen by God to give birth to her son, to his son, the eternal son of God, second person of the Holy Trinity. That within her womb, God became man. Emmanuel, God with us. Beyond that, we don't have a lot of detail in the Gospels about her life, her parents, or her life after Christ's resurrection. But we do have holy tradition that gives us a great deal of information about her parentage, her childhood, her growing up, and the whole the rest of her life. The primary source of the information that we have is from the Proto-Evangelium of James. Which which dates back to the early 2nd century. The venerable antiquity of this source allows the acceptance of the veracity of certain particulars that it gives about Mary's family. Now, there are some who say that unless it is in the Bible, we should not believe it. There are some who, when reading the contents of this tradition, find it to be so fantastical, they doubt the veracity of it. But to those who would say that, I would simply ask them, what can be more fantastical than the idea that a woman can give birth to a child without the seed of man? Much less to the Son of God. 
And yet, because of our modern times, many people even doubt that belief. Many, many Protestants have decided that that is not necessary to believe in the virgin birth. And while the Orthodox do not doubt that teaching, they also, there are some Orthodox who doubt the other traditions about Mary. She was raised in the temple, for example. My children in Christ, we should not give in to this rationalist spirit that requires that everything that we believe has to fit into the logic of our minds. Because as I said before, the very idea that Mary, this young Jewish girl, could conceive within her womb without the seed of man, a child, and that that man would be the Son of God, that should enough be proved to us that God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are not our ways. And so as we study this material, let us be humble. Let us humble ourselves to the Holy Fathers and to the holy tradition of the Church as revealed through various sources. Getting back to the Proto-Evangelium of James, these books have been adjudged unfit for public use. In other words, they're not part of our outward preaching of the gospel, and yet they are part of our inner tradition from which we draw. And they are confirmed by the liturgical worship of the church. In other words, the teachings that we find in these sources, which are not canonical, they're not part of Holy Scripture, yet they are deemed to be useful, the content is confirmed by what we do in our worship by the prayers that we pray and the hymns that we sing. All the details about her conception, her entrance, her enunciation, the Dormition of Theotokos, all are confirmed by the liturgical services that we have for these various feasts. In addition to the hymnography of the church, the details of Mary's life as shown to us through these various sources are also confirmed by the iconography of the church. Especially the more ancient iconography that has been preserved. In other words, Everything we will be studying in this book, we not only have from this content, but we have it from the iconography we see in the church and also the hymns that we hear sung in the church.
And all of these are like a choir singing together in harmony about the Holy Mother of God and who she is and what role she plays in the Orthodox Church. In closing, I simply want to read what has been written by the authors of this book who have put it together. They say that the tool of language is often limited and inadequate in its expression to describe the exalted and revered position of the Mother of God. However, being mindful of the words of St. Theodore the Studite, it is better to contribute what one can than to leave the whole task undone. We undertook this work of compiling the life of our most holy, most pure, most blessed, glorious Lady Theotokos and ever-Virgin Mary. In closing, we bring forward the most excellent of hymnographers, St. John of Damascus, who endeavored also with language to express his profound love for the Theotokos in the famous hymn chanted during one of the most solemn moments of the divine liturgy of St. Basil. In thee, O full of grace, all creation, both the company of angels and the race of men, doth rejoice. O hallowed temple and spiritual paradise, boast of virgins, from thee God was incarnate and became a child. He, our God, who existed before the ages, for he made thy womb a throne, and he made thee more spacious than the heavens. In thee, full of grace, all creation doth rejoice. Glory be to thee. We, too, offer this volume on the life of Mary Theotokos to her in whom all creation rejoices. We pray that the All-Immaculate One accept our words of praise as her Son, our Lord and in God, accepted the widow's two mites. We also hope that our pious readers upon learning of her wondrous life, may continue to rejoice with all creation in glorifying her, the Theotokos, and the Mother of Light. By the intercession of the Theotokos, O Savior, save us.